another Monday, except it is now in the merry month of May. How y'all doing? It's another edition of the Fritzcast, and this week we're going to talk about, is it getting a little late? Is it, is it, is it desperation mode for these candidates? We're going to take a look at the uh, current numbers, some of the things that are going on, and just, you know, whether or not it's too late, or is it never... Gotta dive in even further to the North Carolina bathroom law, of course. Oh yeah, and the Indiana primary takes place tomorrow too, so we'll have to talk about that and look at the numbers. All that and more is coming up here on the show. Thanks for joining me. You're listening to the Fritzcast. You ever experience technical difficulties? Like that's that's how my morning is going. Technical difficulties all abound, man. I don't. This thing's acting stupid. You know, you know my little uh, intro there, where the megaphone comes up and I, I dramatically lower my voice and I go, "This is Fritz Cast," and I put the effects in. Well, for some reason, uh, my audio is recording on that track, and I don't know why. It, do, it doesn't make any sense for it to record on that track. But it is, and it's not that big a deal. I can just move it. I can just move it up to the other one. It's just a pain in the butt. Technical difficulties, man. I I literally, if I I should have saved it all because I was just recording. I, I was going into my spiel, opening spiel, and it was recording in the megaphone line, and I was like, "What the hell? God damn it!" Uh, and it just it pissed me off great great start to the show obviously it's a, it's been a great stellar past week hasn't it it's been like rainy uh it's been cold it's really it was april showers all week now it's may it's supposed to be may flowers time and here it is it's may 2nd and it's still overcast and rainy it's been a depressing week hasn't it depressing hasn't really been that bad of a week though let's see tuesday had solar city come the guy walked all over my roof, walked all through my attic, took pictures of my appliances. Pretty much the experience that you would have if somebody robbed you, right? No, no. He came in very professional. Uh, not it, it was a site survey, so it wasn't so much of a talkative thing. And that's okay. This guy came and he did his job. And he told me each step of the way what he was doing. He's like, first I got to walk on your roof. Then I gotta crawl through your attic and make sure your your beams can support the weight of this system. And then he threw a tarp over my front door and had this like it was this cool little device that could fit in my door frame. And he stuck a fan in it to test the airflow of my house. Can that's how involved this process is. We need to know the airflow in my house. Uh, you know, it was crazy. He put up this tarp thing, he turned on the fan, and it felt like all the air was getting sucked out. I thought I was going to die. Pretty sure that's what Luke Skywalker felt like when he... Uh, remember Empire Strikes Back? He's having a lightsaber fight with Darth Vader. The, the, Darth Vader breaks that window, and everything's getting sucked out. That's how it felt. Less dramatic, of course, but that's how it felt. You know, for a fleeting moment. So, that's all cool with Solar City. I'll keep you guys updated. Another cool thing that happened to me this week, and really it happened technically last night slash this morning. This morning after I got off work is when I read it. Uh, Buck Sexton is a guy I listen to. He hosts uh, the Buck Sexton Show. You don't know about it. It's on from noon to 3, Monday through Friday on the Blaze Radio Network. 
so you could listen to it. So Buck Sexton has his own radio show. Uh, he's a former CIA intelligence officer, and he worked with the NYPD intelligence division for a little bit as well. Very cool background to him. Very knowledgeable guy. You know, don't always necessarily agree with everything he says, and that's fine. Like I said, you when you're listening to these radio shows and stuff, you should be at points where you're like, hey, I don't necessarily agree with that because, you know, I have a free mind and I'm allowed to say, you know, eh, I don't agree with that. It's a good thing to exercise your mind and your opinions and all that. Uh, he had to face some cutbacks. He had a television show on the Blaze TV uh, that they they cut back on. So Friday, his his radio show started off a little somber note about how the TV show was being canceled. And I, I don't have the Blaze TV right now, so I couldn't watch it. I was hoping to get it to, to watch this guy. Really. That's that's one of the exciting things that I was looking forward to if I subscribed to the Blaze TV. So I wrote him a note just, you know, saying, hey, man, I, I tweet the guy a lot. And he, he's good about following his tweets, reading his uh you know, messages sent to him. So I just said, you know, hey, sorry to hear about the show, man. I listen every day. You know, I'm a rabid listener of sorts. Told him about how I run a podcast, all that, all that cool jazz. And he sent me, uh, he sent me back a message on Facebook that was pretty cool. It said, uh, quote, thank you so much for your support, Fritz. It's very kind of you, and I really appreciate it. That's really cool that you have your own podcast. There's something very therapeutic about sharing and recording your thoughts. I have big things planned for Team Buck in 2016 and beyond. Stay with me. Shields high, Buck. That's his thing, Shields high. And if you're a member of the Freedom Hut listening, Shields high, brother. Shields high, brother and or sister. There might be some sisters listening in on the show. Who knows? I don't don't look at demographics and stuff like that. Let me tell you something weird about listenership on this program, though. SoundCloud can give me some stats about where people are listening. This is really this is really weird when I go in when I dive into it. Let's see. Most played tracks right now. Mr. Trump comes to Delaware this past week. Actually, it's counting for today. So, 5 listens just today. Libertarian debate, 2 listens. Let's get angry, 1 listen. Blizzard 2016. Wow, that's an old one. Somebody's listening to that one. Uh so that's my most played tracks. Top countries, United States. For this past week, nine top cities. Oh, Bear, Delaware. Hey, some some of you local nut jobs are listening. Woohoo! Virginia Beach, Virginia. Somebody's listening in there. Hokesson, Newark, DE, Springfield, Missouri, Dunellon, Dunellon. Some some somewhere in Florida. Somewhere in Florida is listening to the show. But if I go back, I mean, some of the Listen to this. Uh, the week of April 19th through the 25th. Okay, listen to this. 34 listens from the United States. Two from the United Kingdom. Two from Spain. Two from the Philippines. And one from Qatar. Are, are you serious? Are you serious? So those of you who are registered on SoundCloud and have like profiles that you put up, I can see when you listen to my show. So if you ever say, oh, yeah, I listen to the show and I know you're on SoundCloud, I can totally call you out when you lie. 
So there's just there's that little piece of information. I still can't access. I can't look at my iTunes. I can see which track is most popular on iTunes. I can't see how many listens. But either way, I'm happy with the production so far. So there's that. That being said, I guess it's time to dive into the delegate counts right now, right? Because this is sad, man. This seems like we're we're about to dive into our people being desperate now. But let's take a look at the delegate count. According to Google, last updated today at 8.17 a.m., which is actually this very moment in time, not that you're listening to it. It's not live. So... 1237 obviously needed for the Republican nomination. We've gone through that number before. Uh, Trump has 996. 996. Cruz has 565. Kasich for some ungodly reason at 153. 571 are still available. Tomorrow night is Indiana for the Democrats and the Republicans. Mind you. Democrats. 2,383 needed for nomination. There are 1,243 still available. Hillary Clinton sits at 2,165. 520 of those are super delegates. So her actual pledge delegate count is 1,645. The Bernie, the Bernie Sanders burn, the burn man. Bernie Sanders. I have... Uh, a thirteen hundred and eighteen pledged delegates. Very uh, very good. A lot of people mad at Wall Street, and he has thirty nine super de- thirty nine super delegates. Some of these other super delegates, they might wanna, they might wanna rethink. They might wanna look my way, uh, because uh, Secretary Clinton. She cannot win the nomination without them. And he is kind of right about that. I mean, you know, they're still pledged. Beside the point. He has uh, 1318... Ple- or he has 1318 pledged delegates, 39 superdelegates for a total of 1357. So, I'm, I'm sorry. I muffed those numbers a little bit, right? <laughs> yeah, I did. Now, what's interesting with all this is there's an article... I have it somewhere. It's on my Facebook, in fact. So, let me go there. And just like clockwork, there it is on my Facebook page. Thank God for saved tabs. Story out of the Hill. A poll suggests that more than half say the nominating process in the presidential election is rigged. Now, this is a perfect time to introduce to the FritzCast sound effects. And I'm going to have help from our friend Hillary Clinton here. Hillary, is the uh, is the nominating process is that rigged? Okay, so if you don't know what that sound clip is from, she was on some campaign. It was it was months months ago, and I never really commented on it. But she she recalled a story about a, a commercial or some something where they trained a dog to bark every time a lie was said, and she on stage barked like a dog. So. I'm actually kind of disappointed in myself for going there. So, you know what? Not all is lost. I have a different sound clip that we can use. If something is wrong, we'll just use this one. Wrong! 
Is that one better? That's Kevin Spacey as Lex Luthor in Superman Returns, probably the worst Superman movie ever made. The only redeeming quality was, in fact, Kevin Spacey as Lex Luthor. If we could cut him out of that movie and put him in any role as Lex Luthor, that would be great. So, all that sidebarring aside, all that nonsense that I just did there, this poll suggests that 51% of likely voters believed the primary system is rigged against some candidates. 71% say parties should pick their presidential nominees with a direct vote instead of using delegates. 44% said they were unsure why delegates are involved at all. 27% said they did not understand how the primary process works. So, you have this kind of discontent among the people. It's the same way that the people of the Feel the Bird movement were disenfranchised in New York. The, the reason why I did not win that primary that Secretary Clinton stole because they registered as independents. And it's this whole thing, man. Look, uh, th- this was uh, shortly after the New York... This is April 19th posting. Uh, Bernie Sanders had uh, harsh criticisms for for a lot of things going on in New York primaries. Something like, wow, what's the number here? Hold on, I, I was just just looking at it. Per voter enrollment data that's provided by the Election Commission on New York, there's... 475,000 people registered as independents. And according to this, a total of 3 million are registered outside Republican or Democratic parties. I've had this argument a lot of times with people too. I was registered as an independent here in Delaware. Delaware, very much the same. If you're you're an independent, sorry, you're not voting. Have fun on primary day. I wouldn't say it's so much uh, disenfranchisement. I wouldn't say it's so much unfair. But the the problem is uh, so many states don't have closed primaries. It's fun arguing with people here in Delaware. I've argued with uh, several different people, friends and unknown people alike, about this. They w- one person, you know, I said, well, what it, he posted, you know, vote or die, and I said, what if uh, what if I'm not allowed to vote because I'm registered independent? And all he could say was, well, that's your fault. You knew the laws. And all I could say is, well, look how many states don't have closed primaries. There's, uh, let's see, Alabama, Arkansas, Georgia, Illinois, Indiana, Massachusetts for unenrolled or unaffiliated voters only, Michigan, Mississippi, Missouri, New Hampshire, North Carolina, primaries open for unaffiliated voters only, North Dakota, Ohio, Oklahoma, only the Democratic primaries open to independent voters, and that's as of November 2015. South Carolina, Tennessee, Texas, Vermont, Virginia, Wisconsin. All these states have open presidential primaries. They don't have an issue with independence voting in you know, these, these primary processes. I don't think it's an issue. A lot of people get bent out of shape about it, and the people that are getting bent out of shape about it aren't even your normal political, philosoph- philosophical, talk about this on deeper level types. They're just, I hate it. It's party politics, number one. Have an open primary so that people can vote. You know, the, people have bashed, have criticized me, bashed me, whatever, whatever word you want to use. They have said this against me. They're like, pick a party, just pick a party and stick with it. Well, I don't do that. 
I don't do that very well. Republican Party is not doing it for me this year, and the Democratic Party doesn't be looking to uh, offering me any more better. Does that make sense? I hope that made sense. I'm not <laughs> with all my technical issues today. I'm not going back and re-recording little segment bits as I normally do. I'm trying to get away from that anyway, but that's beside the point. Let's stay on topic here. Uh, I don't want to be affiliated with... I'm a libertarian now. I'm actually officially 100% registered libertarian in the state of Delaware. So there's that. Now it's different. Like, I'm not an independent voter anymore. And what's the point in me being independent anyway? I, I can't uh, I can't vote in the primaries, can I? No, I can just sit there and twiddle my thumbs on on primary day. I I never saw the problem with giving me giving me just give me the opportunity to cast a vote. I only have one. Let me pick one candidate out of the whole fray to move forward. You know, people think primaries are like voting for your party like officials or your your party represent. You know, yes, it's voting for a party representation, but it's not voting for like the president of your party. It's not like they're going to be sitting there at the meetings on Sundays or whenever you have those meetings. I don't know, but what's the problem with letting independents? pick whatever side they want to cast a vote to see who can go into the general. It's, it's not really. It's going into the election episode. It's going in. It's in there. Trust me. we look looking at it in depth. So I talked a little bit and mentioned, wow, sidebar, now my program wants to work properly. Look at that. Beautiful. So I talked about desperation at the beginning in the intro, how does this sound for desperation? I have come to the conclusion that if I am nominated to be president of the United States, that I will run on a ticket with my vice presidential nominee, Carly Fiorina. What's that saying? A day late and a dollar short. Look how look at the delegate gap here. It, things are pretty much spiral, spiraling out of control, right? It's pretty much pretty much done. There might be a contested convention, yes, but as of right now, it doesn't look that way. As of right now, it looks like you're very much going to be, as the Don would say, the loser. Looks like you're going to be a loser. But uh, apparently you just come out and you, you say, hey, Carly Fiorina is going to be my VP. And here's her, on, uh, here's her on Trump and Hillary Clinton real quick for you. Like so many politicians, Hillary Clinton has made her millions selling access and influence from inside the system. And Donald Trump has made his billions buying people like Hillary Clinton. They are not going to challenge the system that has sold us all down the river. They're not going to challenge the elites. They're not going to challenge the crony capitalists. They're not going to challenge the Washington insiders. They're not going to challenge the lobbyists. My gosh, their campaign is filled with them. No, they're not going to challenge the system. They are the system. And those arguments, they are the system. They, they, it's been going on. It's been continuous, and that criticism has not been sticking. You have to hit them on some other some other level. Donald Trump 
You know, it it doesn't matter how how much we pull out, how much money he's donated to Hillary Clinton over the years, how friendly he's been with the Clintons over the years, does not matter. Donald Trump supporters won't see it. They 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 are blind to it almost. They don't have that uh, hang up, you know, against it. They haven't up until now. It's not going to just magically. It's not like you know. It's not like it's going to hit them in the head and they're going to go, oh, that's what you meant. You meant that like, oh, wow, I can't believe I didn't see it. No, they look past that. They don't, they're blind to it. They don't care. They say that it's because he's a businessman and he's going to do what he's got to do. He's cutthroat. So it's business time. It's time to, you know, lay the hammer down and he's going to do it. That's how Donald Trump supporters see it. Now, they're going to be sorely mistaken if this guy gets elected. And it doesn't matter. The other thing that doesn't matter is the poll numbers. You show the poll data and the poll numbers. Well, if it's uh, if it's Trump versus Clinton, all the polls suggest that Clinton would beat Trump. Plain and simple. The same thing they show Bernie would beat Trump. But Bernie's up there arguing that the poll numbers suggest that only he would beat Trump and Hillary wouldn't. It all depends on what poll you're looking at and how the, how it's done. The These poll numbers get tossed around like they're point of fact or or something like that like somebody went to the future and already saw it I saw I've seen it I've seen it and if it's Trump versus Hillary Trump's going to win you know they say it like that like like that matters like it means anything so there's that desperation from Ted Cruz Carly Fiorina now in that mix so it's Ted Cruz and Carly Fiorina against Donald Trump it's a double team so to speak, desperation on Sanders' part kind of never, uh, kind of never ended. It's it's been consistent for the past couple of months, and now April he's reporting a, a fundraiser shrinkage. Let's see. In April he raised twenty six million dollars. That's a drop from forty six million in March, forty three million in February. Still above their monthly average of seventeen million total. He's still raking in cash. He's still raking in money, and he's going to. Regardless, like Hillary Clinton could be declared the winner now. He'd probably still rake in dough and money and all that. Some people say they want to see him as the VP of Clinton. I just don't see that happening. I, They're so... It's one of those things where they say, oh, well, they'll come together for the good of the party. Mm, not so much. I don't think Sanders is on Clinton's little radar as VP. She says she has a long list of possible nom- uh, VP considerations. She won't name names, and she's not going to. She's not even contending that she's the winner right now. Uh, something that she would have weeks ago. She's kind of backed up on it. I don't know I don't know why, but she has. And I, I feel like the, the Sanders campaign is, is refocused now. I think it's more so to bring the voice out to say, okay, the Democratic Party has to start looking at these principles or these... This is what the people are looking at, and this is what uh, this is what the Democratic Party is going to have to embrace to win. So there's there's those angles to it. It it but it seems like everything's in desperation mode now. Something popped up with Sanders uh, with me. It was about college, and you know I wondered about his college plan. I, I didn't think that a lot of people were listening to his college plan, what exactly it was. I think people were just listening more so, like, listening more so to the buzzwords, and there's still a lot of, 
there's still a lot of buzzwords that he throws around. There's still a lot of hype around free college education and all that. Just listen to this little bit that I pulled off of an interview with him. Talk about the financial situation regarding higher education in America. There are two important points that we've got to deal with. First, number one, uh, there are today hundreds of thousands of bright and qualified young people uh, who want to go to college but can't go to college for one reason alone, and that is their families lack the funding. And that is not only unfair to those young people, it is absurd when we talk about the needs of the American economy and our future. We need to have uh, the brightest people possible, getting the best education possible, so that we can grow the strongest economy possible. Second of all, uh, we have got to deal with the issue of student debt and the fact that millions of young people and not so young people uh, are struggling with very, very high interest rates on their student debt. And what our legislation does is two things. It says, number one, this is the year 2015. And it was great for a very long while that public education meant uh, kindergarten through high school. But today, when a college degree is in many ways the equivalent of what a high school degree was 50 years ago, we have got to extend that co concept. And what we have got to say is that every person in this country who has the ability should be able to get a college degree regardless of the income of their families, which means, in my view, making public colleges and universities tuition free. Second of all, it's absurd that people are paying interest rates on student debt of 6, 8, 10% when you can refinance a home for 2 or 3%. We've got to lower interest rates uh, on student debt and give people the option, the ability to get uh, find interest rates at the lowest possible rate. Uh, if we do those two things, I think we revolutionize higher education in America. Uh, we provide opportunity to hundreds of thousands of people who today don't have that opportunity. We make uh, the United States far more competitive in the global economy than we are right now. It is the right thing to do, and I will fight uh, to make that happen. A couple of those things I don't necessarily disagree with. Uh, interest rates, they should be able to be reworked. Uh, part of the problem is that financial aid, that all comes through the government. It's a government program, and there's certain monopoly and other play that's gone into that that's created that mess. We don't have to go into too much detail on that right now, but there's that aspect. The other aspect that he brings up is, is he talks about how a bachelor's degree is equivalent to that of a high school degree 50 years ago. And so pretty much you've just stated that, well, college isn't even anything anymore. It's so, it's It's such a standard thing that we need to push everybody to get the bachelor's degree to be on you know, even, uh, even a, a, a ground level, you know, starting point. I don't like that at all. I don't like the fact that, you know, he's pushing to get everybody this college degree and it doesn't even mean anything. Like there's no passion behind it now. We have to, we have to get people a bachelor's degree, which is pretty much useless is what we're, is what we're, saying now it's so standardized everybody needs this everybody needs this to to get ahead in our life style in our lifetime in in in, in America you need that bachelor's degree which means nothing anymore 
but you need it because everybody needs it. That seems to me, to to me, that seems where the problem lies. Not, not in the funding alone, but in the fact that that's how it's treated nowadays. Let me let me play this clip from Mike Rowe for you. I love to death Mike Rowe because he brings a different point of view to this conversation. So just listen to this was from this was from the Independence on Fox Business. This was back in 2014. So just give it a listen. Is college a big waste of time for most people? I know it's expensive. Yeah, I mean, it is expensive. I, I would never say it's a waste of time, but I just don't know why we look at college differently than we look at any other thing that we would spend a lot of money for. Like, uh, fitness is important, but it doesn't mean you have to spend $500 a month to go to the most expensive gym. You might be able to go to the Y and get a decent workout. The, the lie is that a four-year degree is the best path for the most people. And the trick is, whenever you talk about this, at least whenever I talk about it, what winds up coming back over the net with a fair amount of topspin is that, no, Mike is against college, he's against education. I, I'm not against that at all. I'm just against the idea that the only way to get smart and the only way to get your life started uh, is with a great big fat debt to some university that probably trained you to be really good at a career that no longer exists. It's kind of nuts, but the options are there, and they always have been. I remember when Dirty Jobs, um, back in 2008, when the economy kind of pooped the bed, you know, there was a lot of talk about uh, uh, this topic, but unemployment was the thing that was in the headlines first and foremost. What I was seeing on Dirty Jobs, and what I had been seeing ever since 2003, was help wanted signs. Everybody I met on the show, all the employers anyway, talked constantly about how difficult it was to find people who were willing to learn a new skill, a useful skill, show up early, stay late, and, and really do the work. And get paid, and by the way. It was just really two very different narratives going on. The idea that here's unemployment, which is the story of people looking for work who can't find it, and here's this skills gap. There were over three million jobs in 2008 that were sitting there. And nobody was really talking about them because they weren't aspirational. So long story short, I figured a lack of appreciation for skilled labor ultimately manifested itself in a kind of disconnect that led us to push kids in one direction, ignore another direction, and that ultimately created a whole lot of jobs that nobody was too enthused about. Mike Rowe, not college hater, just strong critic of making precedents Uncertain stuff. So, it's been a good 30 minutes. And yes, I am going to cut it short this week. The next two weeks might be shorter episodes because I'm getting ready, getting geared up to do another FTO class. Coming in to work as a sergeant, no less. Getting ready to do that and I'm probably going to be doing some overtime on... Uh, on 4 to 12, because the FTO program puts me on 8 to 4 for two weeks. So, we'll probably have just a couple of short episodes coming up, and then we'll go back into the fray and the long episodes. I did want to close on my sister's Facebook post, though. In reference to the North Carolina thing. This is just food for thought for some people. Let me pull up the status here. Uh, It surprised me that she wrote this. Uh, but at the same time, you know, keep in mind, too, my sister's very, uh, very active 
a uh, member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, Mormons. So here's uh, here's her status. So keep this in mind. This is a, a you know religious person, uh, and at, at one of the more conservative religions uh, around today. Uh, posted this a couple days ago. It says, "quote I'm not political. Seriously, I'm not. Personally, I'm crazy conservative and old-fashioned. I've been watching the scuttlebutt about the same gender bathrooms and." That just isn't an issue for me. I can't believe it's really going to cause any more pervert problems than we already have. I can't pee in public anyway. Here's what bothers me enormously. Today in high school locker room, a group of girls waited for the other one, who is a lesbian, to leave the room and then went through all of her personal things in her locker and mocked her. I don't understand how the Lord will sort this all out, but He will. In the meantime, we need to teach our children to love and have compassion and not... Have them think that transgender, lesbians, or any other of the gay community is trying to hurt them. They aren't. It's tricky to straddle, but you can kind of disagree with a lifestyle without demonizing it and still be inclusive. End quote. Bomb drop! Are you serious? Look at that. Look at that. You have somebody who's religious who's saying, They don't care. It is possible. If more people just thought, like, is it really my business? Is it really going to affect me? Is a bathroom law really going to stop perverts? Look, the Republican Party, the GOP, they're the ones that say, you can't make gun laws because people, criminals, they don't follow laws. So you make gun laws, you're just taking guns out of good people's hands. Well, same thing with the bathroom, man. Transgendered people... They aren't really perverts. They're not the type that go into the bathroom to sneak in and look at the ladies. It's, it's stupid guys who do it. There's still going to be laws to penalize against them. And guess what? Was it an issue? Was it? Did it need to become a law? Did it need to become something that it, it had to boil down? That This is the party that says the government should be less and out of people's lives. But here it is saying that. And by the way, I'll pull this up too. Uh. This was this was a news flash to me. This is somebody that I went to school with, and I had no idea about their situation because I I took a big long chunk break from politics and didn't follow news and didn't follow in depth stuff like that at all. Sarah McBride. I actually went to school with this person. They are transgendered, you know, and she took a picture of herself in the bathroom in Carolina, posted it on her Twitter, and you know, posted this. You know, nice little piece about how she was technically violating the law by being in the women's bathroom and taking the picture. And let me tell you something. If you look at the picture, you're not going to go, well, that's somebody who should use the men's room. Because if I was in the men's room and she walked in, I would feel uncomfortable. That's how ridiculous this law can get. Because on the books, it says that you have to use the bathroom according with the gender that is on your birth certificate. I know you can change your birth certificate and all that, but at the end of the day, does it really have to go that freaking far? You know, there was pervert problems before this law came up. There was, there was cameras found in bathrooms. There was peep show creepers all around. And there's always going to be. You're never going to eliminate them. So why make a law that discriminates against people? I just, I don't get it. I don't, I don't get it. That's the note of the day, though. There are religious people out there that uh, don't actually care about the law. So when you're coming up with criticisms for it, don't... I always tell people, try not to lump it into big groups of people. 
especially something like that, especially something like religion or the transgender community. Because don't don't pick on the whole group. Pick on the individuals that are being ridiculous about it. So there's that. And I learned something this week. So maybe you did too. I don't know. But thanks for listening. Keep tuning in. Like I said, next week, the next two episodes, probably be on the shorter side. Probably be like 30 minutes. Maybe even be less than that. Who knows? We'll see what I can put in. Just because my schedule is going to be a little hectic and crazy. But thanks for listening. Tune in next week. Like, share, comment, whatever you wish to do. It is a free world to an extent.